First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Joe Cardinale is a retired NYPD lieutenant commander and is on the line right now. Joe, good morning. Good morning. I uh, just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, if we could, what's going on, how difficult it is for police officers today. I mean, being somebody who's a retired police officer, what are these officers doing going through today? And uh, this cer- certainly is not a great way to recruit new police officers. Well, you hit that right on the head. <laughs> um, recruitment for New York City right now, they actually had to extend the uh, – the filing deadline because they're not getting enough people okay. to even take the test, let wow. alone fill wow. the jobs. Uh, nobody wants the job anymore under these conditions. I mean, yeah. at one time, this was like the most coveted job to go into mm-hmm. the NYPD. And right now, they're running away from the job. I mean, we the retirement rate is out the window. People putting their papers in, they're losing. And when you lose this, the uh, upper echelon of the police. I'm not talking about the bosses and everything. I'm talking about the good cops that put the years in. Experience. Teach the younger cops. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. experienced yeah. cops, that's gone. So yeah. you're starting with really no experience, and there's nobody to pass the, you know, pass the torch on to. So it's a very dangerous and difficult time for police officers, not only in New York City, but across this mm-hmm. country. How, um, uh, and I I understand, and I I do think it's complex. Uh, There are some terrible stories that we've seen, some terrible visuals. The George Floyd was a terrible visual. How how do you account for that? Um, What do you say about that? You know, each incident, I mean, there are times, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've seen some videos that make me cringe. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, how can somebody do that? You know, it makes the rest of us look bad. But we're talking about, incidents that are really isolated in my mind and Mm -hmm. in everybody else's mind. And once they're isolated and they make it a national, um, you know, cry for, uh, for injustice against certain individuals. And I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't work that way. Uh, No, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We have to make split decision phone call of what do you call it? Decisions. Yep. And we have to sit back and say, what am I going to do? Do I do this? Do I shoot this person? Do I? These um, decisions made at the spur of the moment, given the situation. Yeah. Then it goes wrong, and and the rest of your life as a police officer is, is ruined. Yeah. Right. And, and probably it, it doesn't right. make sense. Here's one thing yeah. I could tell you. Yes. They want police reform, but actually, what they really want is police conformity. All right. They want them to conform to whatever the politicians dictate for that day. All right. That's what it is. But there are things that I think you're going to see nationwide that are going to change, yeah. and that's with the use of deadly physical force by police officers. I think you're going to see some kind of uniformity on on that level, because in New York City, it's different than down south and mm-hmm. some of the, the uh, cities down there on the use of deadly physical force. So I think once they come to an agreement, on, not an agreement, and, and once when, they come and, to a definition of it, you're yeah. going to see things change a and little if, bit. And if I could just uh, ask you, the, the difference is we don't use deadly force. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, you, you try to, to uh, de-escalate a situation. There are things that police officers do, um, for instance, in New York that, it happens, that might happen with some of these stories we're seeing out of the South and other places around the country. Well, the, one of the examples I can give you for that, you're right, one of the examples I can give you is uh, using deadly physical force with, say, um, a fleeing felon. They're now on some of the... the, uh, the 
the cities there are they're on the books for the uh, for the laws that you can uh, shoot at a fleeing felon. Yeah. In New York City, it's got to be that the fleeing felon is posing a, a you know a, a threat to you. In other words, he's using deadly physical force on you, is or about to use on you or another individual. And you can't even say the car if they're trying to hit you with the car. That doesn't count over here mm. as well. So the, here's the, the trend that I think you're going to see. You go on a warrant, and that individual takes off, and he doesn't have a gun, and he just takes off in the car, and he swerves and tries to end. You're going to get that individual another day. Yep. Change that scenario to somebody fleeing and firing at the police while he's fleeing. Mm-hmm. That's a different. It changes the whole yes. atmosphere yeah. of what they're doing right now. So you going You have to take it by each case. I, I so to, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I have to ask. It does seem that there came a point where some police agencies around the country, the policy came: shoot first, ask questions later. Um, for and, and and based on some of these stories that we've seen, I, I don't believe it's that way. It's certainly not that way here, upstate, uh, and in New York City. Um, do you agree that that's at some point we made a turn? Oh, we absolutely made a turn. And what happens is when you bring you know attention, there you know. Let me tell you a falsehood. By the way, um, I know uh, El Raldo had said on one of his shows that he you know he wants an accountability. He wants to know about all these shootings that aren't there. He's so wrong when he said something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. The FBI does keep statistics on this, and they do analyze it, and they do re- make recommendations. It's up to that municipality to ha- you know to change it the way they see it. Yeah. What they do in Utica may not be the same thing what they do in Rochester, all right? Mm-hmm. But in New York State as a whole, we do conform to state law, all right? And that's what's going to have to happen nationwide. But the problem you're going to have is you're going to have a, a national police force, which is so wrong. You cannot have each incident bookmarked for the next time because the next time it's going to change and people have to understand how complex police work is you got to let this is very much like war you have to let uh, like the military you have to let the people who are in that scenario on the ground be able to make decisions based on what's currently happening what the scenario is right exactly and you know i've been in the situations where you have to make a decision and you know, I've never killed anybody, but I'm telling you right now, I said this on many shows, do you actually think, and this is something your listeners have to really take into their heart, regardless of your background, do you actually think any cop on any given day gets up and says, today's a great day for me to go out and kill somebody? I, right. I just want to put that uniform on. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's think of the calls we're called to, all right? Think of the cops with their names on the wall in Washington, D.C., that just keeps growing. I know. All right? Yeah. And not once do the politicians make a phone call to the – Not I'm not talking about individual politicians. Yeah, I'm I talking know. about yeah. Washington, D.C. Yes. All right? The leadership has created such a divide between the police and the community that it's going to do a lot more damage unless they bring them closer together. You cannot work without the community, and the community cannot exist without the police department. Well, when you're, when, when you're afraid, when you're worried about your child, when there's a noise outside, when something terrible is happening, who do you call? You call, you call the police. And, and how did we get from the point where the police, you know, I was brought up to believe police are good. Um, and, I, and I understand that there are different cultures in America right now where that doesn't happen. But 
How did we make this change where the police are bad all of a sudden? Well, the change came about with politics. Yeah. All right. Yeah. When you have, you know what, if you have a, a, a certain ethnic group that wants to get out there and say, you know, we've been wronged and everything and this and that, and you have proof of that. So change. All right. Let the police department conform to certain things. Yeah. All right. And you change with that. You evolve with the community. But when you get to a point that we're at right now where there's a total disregard for police. We, you, we just buried one of our officers here in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, a three- and six-year-old children, and the person that, that killed him was just on, on a podcast doing a rant about, blank, the police and everything else and drinking on the podcast, all right, and then goes out and kills him. And we... Mm. We really feel it's intentional. She went yeah. out, saw him, and had such a rage that she aimed the car for him. That's what a lot of – it may not be that way, but yeah. this is yeah. what we feel because this is the point we've, we've come to right now in policing in America. When you have a total disregard for the first line of defense that is there yeah. to protect not just that community. It's, it, it's a broader uh, – uh, what do you call protection that goes nationwide, especially with all the terrorist activity yeah, and everything. Yeah. And New York City is the prime example for that. You take away from that, and you have police officers second guessing themselves, and, you, and that's the most dangerous yeah. thing you can do. And you have a mayor right now that, uh, in order to keep everybody happy, is is just kind of piling on and making really seems to be making things worse at a time when he probably should be defending police. Uh, I would think Jeff with a question. Yeah, it was just I was going to comment on uh, along the lines of what you were talking about that recent shooting involving the two women who were fighting or I think they were teens, but one was approaching the other one with a knife. With a it was knife, a woman yeah. arms length of her and the officer shows up and I think it's within like 8 seconds he gets Split out of the decision. car, yeah. right? And it's I, I can understand to say, you know, why wouldn't you shoot him in the leg? And I know that's not what's taught, but to second-guess that decision in moments where he sees somebody about to get murdered and to question, why did you shoot the other person? It's like, are you kidding? If that was your little cousin who was yeah. 15, uh, wouldn't you want the cop to shoot that person? Joe, what would have happened if he didn't do anything and the girl stabbed the other girl and that girl died? It would be the cop's fault there. Oh, he would he'd be all over the news for being a coward and not yeah. taking uh you know, the you know, the right police action and everything. Listen, at that moment, that cop made a decision to save a life, mm-hmm. all right, to save somebody else's life, all right? He did not put the knife in that girl's hand. She took it upon herself. Yep. They went to defuse the situation. He gets there, and he sees the knife raised above, ready to plunge into this girl, and he made a decision, and he made the right decision to save that girl's life. Had, you, had he taken the advice, oh, don't shoot the kill, shoot the maim. Okay, so you shoot her in the leg. And she still, with her momentum, goes forward and plunges the knife in. There are so many different scenarios. You know, guys, I would love to see any politician go into the shoot-don't-shoot scenario that they Mm -hmm. put in the police department. Go on on the film and just do that one. Walk through the house and and do the shoot-don't-shoot, and you'll come out of there like one reporter did many years ago and said, I'll never second-guess a cop again because it's not a minute, two minutes. It's a split-second decision. Yeah, right. how, yeah. how would the average person without training make that decision? You wouldn't be able to. Exactly. And, and with the training, it still changes every day. Sure. And here's something else that happens. There is no definition of what a police department does anymore because it changes daily. Mm-hmm. It changes with the political atmosphere out there. It changes with what, who wants votes for what group. Yep. You know, I need to go into the Bronx and get the votes over here so I can do this. So I'm going to 
rip the police apart. And then the next day, this mayor that we're speaking about goes to the uh, the funeral of a slain police officer, and with you know crocodile tears, goes over and says, "Oh, this is such an injustice and everything. You created this. Yep, you yep. and the rest of the politicians that you know that fuel these uh, these hate these hate uh, speeches and everything else. You're the one who creates this. All right, and then you have the audacity to yep. go on, show up, and uh, make a speech. You know, yeah. and 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 you're in the middle of a mayoral election right now, so chances are. They're all going to be saying stuff to get elected, and it's not going to get any better. So um, uh, I feel for you. Uh, do you have a book or f- social media? How do, how do we follow you, Joe? Well, uh, actually, it's I've been with Fox for uh, about 20 years now, and I've just been been doing that. I, right, I haven't cool. done – I don't do social media, believe it or not. I have not done social media because I can't stand it. <laughs> you know, I like to keep I, things real. And they're like, <laughs> anybody ever wants me to go on and speak, I've been doing it for, like I said, 20 Love years it. since I retired. All right. And – it's just keep my number. You ever need me to speak on something? I'm we will, glad to do it. We will definitely do that, Joe. We appreciate Joe Cardinal, uh, retired NYPD. Thank you for your service, and thanks for coming on today. It was great. Thank you, guys. All Anytime. Right. We'll